Today on the Cowbell Fever podcast, we talk with Ben and Christy from the Berkey about this year's race, both in person and virtual. This will probably be our last pre-race check-in with Berkey staff, but t- stay tuned to the official Berkey website for last-minute changes. The unofficial guide is taking the year off with all the changes this year. We will check back in with meteorologist Ketzel Evans next week for pre-race weather, so be sure to listen in for that. But beyond that, I think I'm going to need your help. Normally after the race, I eat a couple of brats with mustard and kraut, of course, crack a couple of beers, and wander around Hayward with a microphone and a battery pack recording people about their Berkey. Of course, this year, there are a number of reasons that that's just not going to happen. But it shouldn't keep us from all sharing our Berkey experiences. So here's what you can do. Before, during, or after your Berkey, whether it's virtual or in person, record yourself. Use your phone, use the voice demo app on an iPhone, and use a voice recorder app on other phones. We have a link to one on our website at berkeyguide.com. And record a few seconds or a few minutes about your race. Try to include who you are, where you're from, and whether you ski the race in person or virtually. How did it go? Who did you do it with? What was the venue like? Or really, anything else. And then send it. Send it to info at berkeyguide.com. I'll take them and I'll compile them into a podcast and I'll throw some cowbell in in between. Then I'll post it after the race. There's more information about this uh, pinned to the top of the berkeyguide.com website and you can find out more there. It also has links in that post to the information from the Berkey about this year's race so you can find out what they're uh, on to. Okay, we're going to go on to Christy and Ben. Two weeks until the actual Berkey Day, but it's not even a Berkey Day this year. It's a Berkey Week, and the virtual Berkey starting this later this week. Just wanted to check in with the uh, Berkey staff and see how the race prep is going. It's been a bit of a different year, but we have uh, Ben Pop and Christy Mackey who are just going to talk us through some of the changes that are coming up for the Berkey this year and how to take advantage of that and still get a good race in, whether you do it in person or whether you're one of the uh, team virtual like I am. Um, so thanks for coming on, Ben and Christy, and I just wanted to start off with sort of an update from the Northwoods. Um, I think it's above zero there now for the first time in about a week, week and a half, so are, are your fingers and toes moving? Yeah, you know, it's actually <clears throat> not so bad up here, because uh, it's above zero now. Yeah, you know, we had about uh, a big stretch, which is actually really going to help out, I think, a lot of the venues in the Midwest, as you touched on you know, the Berkey Trail right now is in great condition. We don't have huge amounts of snow, believe it or not, but because of this cold, it's really quite firm. And those that will be skiing here, I think, be it virtually or in person next week, are going to have great conditions, as well as really the Midwest. Um, and you could probably speak to the East and West, but, uh, you know, Chicago, Madison, Milwaukee just got more snow. The Twin Cities is in good shape. So, interestingly enough, I think skiing around the Midwest right now is actually pretty darn phenomenal, which is great because it's at an all-time high in interest levels you know i think due to covid so we're uh, slowly warming out of the arctic plunge and i think we're going to have some good ski conditions here coming up in the next 10 days yeah not not just for people who are doing the virtual berkey or the in-person berkey but a lot of new skiers who maybe will be a berkey skier down the road someday that's the hope you know i think 
It was interesting. We were hearing reports um, from some of the state parks that they were actually closing um, because they were reaching capacity on weekends here with skiing, um, both in Madison and Lapham Peak in, um, in Milwaukee. So, I mean, just even that shows that there's just a huge interest in people picking the sport back up. As you know, you talk to the shops, they're selling out of equipment, and it's exciting to see. I mean, and then you add on, uh, sprinkle in a little bit of Jesse Diggins and the U.S. ski team kicking ass. It's pretty exciting to see. Now we have a bunch of role models, some pretty cool uh, in the front page of the news, as well as in great conditions, and people want to be outside and active. So, uh, ah, it's it's exciting. Up in the Hayward area at the sort of start of the year, you're in a bit of a surge. Is that ebbed a little bit? Are the hospitals doing okay up there COVID-wise? Yeah, our COVID numbers are uh, really have come down in the last couple of weeks, both in Sawyer County and Bayfield County. Um, we're now in the orange level. So COVID numbers are definitely trending in the right direction. Uh, we've been working really closely with the hospital and other, um, our Berkey medical team to make sure that we're not impacting the local communities. And right now they feel like, they're at uh, the resources are available um, and they're at numbers that they can they can um, still provide care for the local community and any potential care that they might need to give to Berkey participants too. But still the whole point this year is to really try to keep that at a minimum whether it's the virtual option or whether you know you're going in person but not maybe going all out. So how many people are now doing the virtual race? Almost 40% of our participants have chosen to do virtual. Um, and I think that number will just continue to grow as people see the different options they can choose for virtual, all the different virtual venues that we we have in place, um, doing virtual on the Berkey Trail. We've got some amazing weather coming up. And so I think people are excited to get out there with friends and do their Berkey a little differently this year. You know, one of the interesting things I'd like to add to that is you know, I think so much of the Berkey for so many people is, is you know, that excitement of being in downtown and screaming people and eating brats and drinking beer. Well, unfortunately, this year at the Berkey, that's the one part we don't have. You know, the Berkey this year is all about the challenge of being out on the trail. So that really captivates a certain audience. The rest of the group, they're like, well, wait a second. I'm going to go ski in Milwaukee with my buddies because afterwards we're going to hang out in the parking lot and drink beer because they can versus here we really have to be strict about people are showing up they're getting out on the course they're skiing they're getting back to their car and they have to leave and so you know i think uh, the different motivations for different people on why they typically berkey um is uh is is starting to plan or play out a little bit in in how they choose to do it so you know yeah you couple that with such great snow conditions around the whole midwest um that I think it's going to be, uh, you know, one for the ages and one for the the one time that you maybe get to ski the Berkey, not not in Cable or Hayward. And I know that there's two feet of snow now in Chicagoland, and we have several hundred skiers who come up every year from there and, and, and really further north. And then, you know, even down in Texas, not a lot of Texan Berkey skiers, but maybe someone will find a golf course there and try it out. Um, but good, good snow across the country, so it's a pretty good timing for a vir- virtual race. And we still might have someone swim it, um, but uh, most of them, most people will hopefully be out on skis. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, that's the, you know, of course, that's the spirit of it. But I think, you know, like anything in, in a pandemic, you have to start to look at for certain exceptions at times. And, you know, if somebody will, certainly would not be me, but if somebody wants to swim it, God love them. Um, that's a long way to swim. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's going to be hopefully 
One thing I'd like to really uh, do a shout out for those listening. I hope they share their pictures, those that end up not coming to Cable and Hayward, you know, to really um, send along your pictures of whatever your virtual Berkey was, because we really want to capture that. And I think that'll help really fill in the what the spirit of the Berkey is. You know, you, you may have seen it recently out in Portland. They had the Stumptown Berkey um, just this last week in Portland, Oregon. They, when was the last, they had done it like five or six or seven years ago. I said it was 2015. You know, just the spirit of seeing Berkey bibs and hats and skiing down the main street of Portland. God, that, that energy is awesome. And, you know, again, normally we, we think about feeling that right here in Cable and Hayward. And this year it's going to be all around the country. And I'll put in a plug, uh, listen to the end of the podcast, because I'm going to put instructions on how to make an audio file, send it to me. So instead of wandering around Hayward uh, all afternoon and drinking a couple of beers and putting a microphone in people's faces, we're going to try to do that virtually. So Send us your uh, virtual Berkey or regular Berkey experience, and I'll put together a or maybe multiple podcasts enough people send in um, to try to get that that piece of it too. Uh, how did you come up with all the different sports uh, sports and the numbers and all the different amounts of sport that people have to do for their Berkey experience? Yeah, we kind of looked at you know who are who our customer base is, what kind of activities skiers like to do, uh, where they might be in the U.S. and what might be possible. Um, so we looked at, you know, for everything from biking, running. Um, we have a lot of people that do Nordic walking and pole walking, and they wanted to have a, a method to do that without uh, um, skiing. And still, they're so dedicated. They want to be able to keep their Berkey streaks going, and they want to stay motivated um, through this pandemic and and have something to look forward to. So we wanted to give people lots of different options if they can't get to a place where they can ski. I bet we're going to get some pretty cool stories of what people have done, uh, whether it's one Berkey uh, or multiple, like I'm planning to do, because yeah, I'm not sane. Um, <laughs> but you've had a bunch of events up on the trails in northern Wisconsin this year. How have those gone so far? Yeah, the, the events that we've done so far have been really successful. Um, they've Participants have felt really safe at them. Uh, we had uh, our trail run in September. We had a mountain bike race in October and um, a junior national qualifier race in January, plus the Sealy Hills Classic and Berkey Tour at the end of January. Um, so we've already been hosting a couple hundred people at all of those um, with lots of COVID precautions in place and drive up bid pickup no touch points, self-serve aid stations, uh, and they've gone really well. People are really excited to be outside and at an event, even though it feels and looks a little bit different than normal. Um, they're out there on the trail with other people in a safe manner, um, and it, it's gone really, really well. And so what are some of the health protocols you have in place for people who are coming up for the race this year? Masks are required in the start and finish areas and in aid stations. So essentially, anytime you cannot keep six-foot distance from people, we ask that they wear a mask. Um, we're doing drive-up bid pickup, so there are no indoor spaces, no lines, very few touch points. Um, everyone at aid stations will have to carry their own water bottle, hydration vest, um, try and be as self-sufficient as possible. There will only be free-flowing water and self-serve noon at the aid stations. Um, so we're reducing a lot of the touch points. We're reducing the number of volunteers that we have to have on site at aid stations and in the start and finish area. Um, so we can really have participants there over a spread out time and keep our numbers low um, and, and reduce any transmission risk of COVID. And you're asking that people have a negative test before they come up to the area and that also they don't come up if they've had any symptoms within what, the last three months, something like that? 
Yeah, I mean, and that's on the, uh, you know, obviously the recommendation of our of our medical director. And, you know, ultimately, we we can't, we're not going to be checking your COVID test at the door, so to speak. We're asking, we're trusting you to, to take that precaution as you come into our community. And that's one of the things that I think has, we've had to really, uh, I think, bring to light oftentimes is that, you know, Hayward Cable Area is a real tourist destination. We've had record numbers. If we just even look at our trail pass sales, record numbers of trail pass sales this year. You talk to the grocery store, record sales. You talk to the gas stations, these places. We're just seeing it's because everybody wants to get to the Northwoods where they feel it's safe. And so because of that, the community partners here, the restaurants, the gas stations, uh, the grocery stores, they've all, too, had to put in these safety precautions um, for their respective businesses because we've been seeing these big tourism pushes all throughout since last summer because people felt like that was the safe place to go to get away from from uh, from the big city and other people. So. That's one of the things that I think gives me comfort in feeling like, yes, we can host this event, not only because we can create a safe environment within the Berkey, but then the local community has been dealing with tourism and visitors for the duration of this pandemic. We've learned a lot about its spread and now have put in these precautions as a community. And I think that helps give us uh, confidence that we're going to be able to do this safely. But it really is on, on the people who are coming to be responsible to stay, you know, get takeout, not, not, not go into bars and, you know, have those beers as inviting as it might be, um, just to try to minimize that spread and, and, you know, know that hopefully things will be back to more normal next year. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for, of course. And, you know, every little thing helps, you know, uh, exactly with takeout. And we, and we want people to support the businesses when they're coming. That's actually a big part of the equation of why we are also continuing to have the event. We know that it helps our small little economy of northern Wisconsin. But doing that in a safe way when you come and masking up and keeping your distance and trying to be touchless. And, you know, we are getting more and more vaccines here. The Walgreens now has it available as well as the healthcare providers. So we're feeling better about our over 65 population now getting more and more vaccinated so all of those little things are helping but still being smart and then just uh, doing the things that you know can help keep the community safe is is what we're asking of everybody do you get a special red bib when you uh, ski 35 berkeys and get a vaccine <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> yeah there's going to be a no bib a new bib right for next year right or maybe it'll be like your covid bib and and that's um says yeah i'm all vaccinated <clears throat> yeah well i guess that would be a you know most most places are at over 65 but maybe if you ski 35 berkeys if you're less that would be a, uh, a shortcut in the vaccine line i guess <laughs> i guess not not quite but uh you know take things seriously up there yes what else should people be looking forward to just for how the race is going to go at the start that we haven't haven't talked about at the start during the race and at the finish yeah, I think the start's going to feel a little bit differently than normal. I and mean, people are used to having, you know, 6,000 people start the Berkey on, you know, within two and a half hours. You know, now we're going to have 1,000 people start the Berkey over four and a half hours. So the, the start is uh, hopefully going to still have a lot of excitement to it. You know, there'll be music playing. It's going to look like, you know, a, a great venue, a great place to be. Um, but you'll just be there with fewer people than normal. Um, so people will leave their cars. They'll be able to listen to our FM transmitter or FM radio station to know when to leave their cars, when to come up to the uh, start line for their, their wave start, um, and when to head out. Um, we ask pe that people don't bring clothing. There are no drop bags this year. There's no baggage. Um, but it will still be you know, a very 
physically distanced start and get out on the trail um, and enjoy the day. Right now, the forecast looks amazing for the in-person races. Uh, so we think that the course is going to be in really good shape and that it'll be a great day on the snow. One thing I would also point out, I think I would really recommend reaching out to the shops, you know, and really getting your, especially for those striding, to get your wax dialed in. There will be no warm-up and or wax testing at the venue. That's one of the areas we often see congregations happening, and so we've eliminated it completely. So you show up with your skis ready to go, or you can wax it, but there's no place to warm up other than on foot if you want to go for a run like a World Cup athlete maybe, um, or wax testing. So I would really highly recommend Follow, you know, go into the virtual expo. If nothing else, it's a plug for that because they're going to have wax recommendations there. Talk to the local shops that are out wax testing um, and and get the wax wrecks and get your skis waxed up because, uh, you know, a lot of times people are going to be trying to dial in last second wax and stuff. And that, this year, unfortunately, that just isn't going to be possible. Remember that times do not count for future wave placement. And even though the course is shorter than normal, it's a difficult course. So, um, you know, be prepared to take the first couple of kilometers easy. Let yourself warm up that way. Um, and then you'll hit the power lines and all the hills and the hills won't stop until you get to the finish. So. And I assume no wax at aid stations. So for people who are out on Friday or Sunday striding, bring your own wax, bring a cork and be ready to rewax if you need to be. That's the best thing to do. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is, since the times don't matter, if your kick's not great, you can just stop and re-wax, and then, of course, you know, you're going to have better kick, and you're going to have more fun. So, you know, you don't need to have it perfect at the start. You don't need to make sure it binds for 43 kilometers. Just go with what feels right, and you can always stop and try again. Exactly. exactly. Even going through the aid stations. Stop. Take your time. Get your water bottle filled up again. Don't be in a rush. Um, it'll t for sure take longer to get through aid stations this year. But just remember that uh, just enjoy it. Don't don't rush yourself. Um, stay hydrated. Keep that kick wax on um, and enjoy enjoy the event as it is this year, because hopefully we'll never have one like this again. Yeah, I'm hoping that in 20 or 30 or 40 years, we'll all be telling each other about the 2021 Berkey, the time that we all skied it in a very different manner as we're on Main Street, having a beer and eating a brat and, uh, exactly. and doing what we hope we do every year. <laughs> that is true. One hundred percent. All right. Well, thanks very much. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement. The fever is a little different this year, but I, I definitely have it. And I think a lot of people definitely have it. And um, even if we don't see you in, in Hayward, certainly won't see you in Hayward, if we don't see you in Cable this year, uh, yeah, send those pictures of Berkey, get those audio files over to me, listen on, we'll have some more information about that. And um, have a safe Berkey, have a great Berkey, have fun, you guys. And, and I think it's really cool that you were able to pull this off. Uh, this this kind of event off with that many people coming up and it sounds like pretty much all the protocols are going to be in place and I just say to everyone else who's going up there you know listen to what the Berkey's saying look listen to what health folks are saying don't screw this up because uh, we want the Berkey to to have a have, have be good but be safe and we want to be there in person next year yeah agreed thanks for having yeah, us and uh, echo that with definitely uh, be safe be smart uh, listen to the rules and um, Enjoy it, and before you know it, we'll be back to what Berkey is, 2022. Thanks for those updates, and remember, the unofficial guide to the Berkey is mostly taking the year off. Things are just too different and changing too quickly, and really, it would only be useful for the first half of the trail description for people skiing on race day. 
So keep an eye on the real Berkey website if you're skiing in person. And really if you're skiing virtually. Stay safe and ski fast. But not too fast. Don't, don't, don't have a meeting with any trees. And remember, record yourself and send it in. The podcast is brought to you by Patreon supporters like Brian and Ben. And you can support it too. Patreon.com slash offsevit. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash O-F-S-E-V-I-T. It's produced by me. The music's from Catherine. And we'll see you soon.